Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. to another episode of Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma. This is Erin Hartz, your host, and this week I'm going to talk to you all about my sound healing session. I listened to a podcast recently where there was a woman who knows a bunch of instruments and she is a sound healer, a therapist that does sound healing, and I thought it was so exquisitely interesting. I really wanted to try it. Have you all ever tried something like that? I've been to like a sound bath before. Those things are around town. I actually went to one about three years ago. I traveled to Sonoma, Arizona, and they were having a sound bath there. And I went in and it was like you could pay however much you wanted. And you just lay on the ground and on a mat. And then people play these gongs and different instruments and it's supposed to heal different parts of your body and back then I had no idea about it but it sounded cool and so I tried it and I didn't know the effects of it necessarily but after that trip I did some other healing on that trip too I went to this other energy healer and after that a lot of stuff did shift in my life so I really believe in it um But I didn't know whether it was the healer I went to or if it was the sound bath. But now I'm thinking that maybe it had a lot to do with the sound bath after this experience I had this week. Let's see. I am off of work since I'm a teacher. I'm now in summertime. And I took my son to the airport last week. And he's going to visit his dad on the other side of the country for a long time. And... So I have a bunch of free time all of a sudden, no work and no child. It's almost really crazy. It's like, feels kind of strange. I mean, I'm glad to have time to take care of myself and all of that. But I also am like, whoa, this is, this is weird. This doesn't happen a lot, but I'm grateful for my free time. And one thing that came up this week though, while I have been grateful to be able to sleep in and go to the gym, which I haven't done since before the pandemic, and what else? Eat whatever I want, watch TV. I'm kind of like a teenager, a kid in a candy store. I get to just eat whatever I want since normally I'm not going to just be sitting on the the couch eating ice cream, watching TV when my son's around. I, I usually just don't have time to do that kind of thing, but I also don't think it's the best example for him and it's one of those secret single behaviors right like they said on sex in the city there's my secret single behavior with my pint of ice cream but I got some actually some cashew milk ice cream 
so good. Is that brand so delicious? Because in general, I don't love plant-based ice cream. It's just not as creamy the other types I've had, but this one made with the cashew milk is really good. So I recommend that. Try it out. Um, okay, so this week, though, what I was trying to get to, I got a little sidetracked there with the delicious ice cream and the wonderful binging of TV. Um, this week, I did have some free time, but at the same note, my son was going to be gone for an extended period of time visiting his dad, longer than he'd ever gone over there before, and I felt a little bit fearful of what's going to happen. Is he going to be okay? And I did have faith that he's going to be okay. Um, I pray about it and think of white light shining around him, surrounding him, so that I can feel like I did something to bring positivity into his life. Um, and I just have to have faith that he's going to be okay and taken care of, and I think his stepmom will take good care of him. And so that's good. But the other thing is, is that I barely heard from him at all. Like we had set up some phone calls where he was supposed to call me a certain at certain times, and because of they were traveling and stuff like that, um, he wasn't able to call me. And I think also we are just getting used to the new schedule. Um, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, like, now they're getting it. Like, sometimes it really is hard to FaceTime the other parent at specific times. Like, it actually is kind of hard to show up for those things. So maybe they're getting a little taste of what I go through all the time, getting my son to his FaceTime calls with his dad. You know, it's not completely easy. Um, but anyway, eventually I did get to talk to my son, um, and he was doing okay, but there was this part of me that was after getting to talk to him and before where I just kind of felt an emptiness in myself. I felt almost guilty that I wasn't able to take care of him. And then I realized I was feeling really powerless because I had really no way of contacting him. I mean, I guess I could FaceTime one of his or call one of his parents that he's with, but that didn't feel quite right. And so I was kind of sitting here being like, okay, now I've got to sit in this new experience of me not having a child around when I'm used to having a child around. And I know that this is a common experience for people that have gone through a separation or divorce, where at first when you are used to having your kids with you all the time, and then when you divide up the time between your house and the other parent's house, I, I have heard from my mom friends who have had to go through that, that those times when we're getting used to having time without our children and releasing our control to the other parent, it's difficult. You know, it's a learning experience. So I'm definitely going through that learning experience. And since after talking to my son, I was like, wow, he's really happy. He's doing good. There's really no reason for me to worry. After that, when I felt the worry come up, I'm like, okay, I see here now uh, that this is about me and me needing to heal this part of me that wants to control what's happening in my son's life to feel like I'm a good mom or to feel like I'm doing enough or um, to feel like he's safe, like that I have to do something to feel like he's safe. Like to me, that started to sound in my head a little bit 
dysfunctional. It sounded a little bit out there. And I was like, well, this seems like a great chance for me to do some healing work on myself to try and get to the other side of this feeling that I need to control my son for him to be safe, which is not really true. And it's going to be less and less true as he gets older. And I need to learn as a parent how to detach from him and let him go and let him make his own mistakes, let him live his own life. I'm going to be here for him. You know, he's only nine now. He still needs me a lot. But this summer with him gone is showing me that he is his own independent person more than he's ever been before. And it's okay for me to let him live his life and do his own things. And I'll be here when he needs me, you know. And so I have to get okay with that because I come from a family where my mom worries a lot about me and she used to, I'm sure, when I was a kid too. And so it's like that line of people that are worriers that think that if they're not controlling all aspects of their kids' lives that their kids are going to get into more trouble or thinking, yeah, if they don't tell their kids what to do all the time, then their kids are going to get into more trouble. And I don't really think that's true. It's like kids actually learn from what they see their parents doing. And I think I've been a good example to my son in a lot of ways. So I can start trusting that he's going to make choices and he's going to learn from those mistakes. And he's hopefully going to reach out for help when he needs it because I've trained him to do that hopefully and you know things will come up so anyway that's kind of the beginning of the sound healing I had scheduled the sound healing way back in May like one time and then the therapist that I was working with she had to cancel the first day and then we scheduled it for a couple weeks later and then I had to cancel because I was taking my son to the zoo that day and some other stuff had come up and so eventually we finally rescheduled to last week last Thursday and it's one of those it turned out to be divine right timing because by last Thursday I had been able to sleep I had been able to nurture myself and care for myself enough to where I wasn't stressed out because the last few weeks of work and getting my son all prepared to go on his big trip and stuff were stressful so I got to calm down from that and really be able to enjoy the sound healing session last Thursday. So we met online because she's in a different state, the sound therapist. And I wore my earbuds because then I can hear more of the sounds, the full range of sounds. And this woman has a bunch of different instruments, a bunch of different gongs, Tibetan bowls, um, all those really neat, deep resonant resonant sounds so we had met before and just you know talked a little so we get to know each other she's a really nurturing person and then she just said for me to lay back and she was gonna work her magic and she kind of uses her intuition and know which instruments to play at what time and she kind of watches and feels it out to see how it's going so I just laid back and I trusted and I actually fell asleep for a part of it. She said that was normal and a lot of people do fall asleep. And so I fell asleep, I woke up 
and uh, she was still doing some of the sounds. It lasted about an hour. And then afterwards, um, you know, we just kind of said goodbye and thank you, and I didn't really know the effects yet, but I really liked the sound of some of the really deep gongs. They were very healing, like very soothing sounding, and uh, some of the bowls are really high-pitched at first, and they're kind of interesting sounds too. So the whole thing was very very um food for thought-ish you know like it was it was new intellectual stimulation for me to have this experience and then after the whole thing I felt lighter so that night I, I could tell that I just felt happier I felt more present and I liked that effect like something in me had gotten less heavy there was a lightness to me that wasn't there before I had this experience. And then something really interesting happened. I had this vision of bringing my son as a baby home from the hospital, like, the, you know, his second day of life or whatever, and remembering that fear I had back then, as probably all new mothers do when you get that little tiny baby home, and you're just like, oh my God, I have to take care of this baby. How am I going to do that? You know, it seems like such a big thing and it's scary. And I felt that fear come over me of how am I going to take care of this baby? And I don't know if it was just that typical fear that all moms have probably when they first get that little newborn home, or if it was me at that point really realizing that my ex-husband really wasn't there to help me in any way and he was not emotionally supportive in a lot of ways and I think for the first time I started noticing that that I was all alone taking care of this little baby and um, it felt kind of traumatic and strangely that memory came back and then it's like it had the sound healing had cleared it up and when it cleared up that fear I had of I'm not a good enough mom, that day I brought my baby home, it somehow moved forward into this feeling that I was having this week about how I'm not a good enough mom, I can't care for my child, he's on the other side of the, of this, he's on the other side of the, of the country. I feel guilty that I can't take care of him. And that feeling lifted for me. That feeling that I need to control this aspect because of my shortcomings, because of my fear that I'm not enough. That seemed to dissipate and I had this just feeling of freedom that I didn't have to worry anymore that I wasn't a good enough parent and it was done you know so I thought that was a really cool thing that happened like who knew that this sound healing would remind me of this trauma that had happened when bringing my home baby home from the hospital like I didn't realize that was a trauma you know I hadn't been thinking about it it just all of a sudden came there and so a couple days later, I, I had really 
solidified that there were some major effects of the sound healing on me and I really liked it and so I emailed the therapist and I said thank you and I told her about my experience of remembering those days of bringing my newborn home and you know what she said is that she has heard other moms say that they remembered that during the sound healing too. What? So I guess this is something that happens like I guess that's a common fear that maybe gets I don't know cleared up by using these gongs or these instruments like isn't that amazing there's been a lot of research lately about how sounds can heal our trauma and that they're very um, engulfing in a good way to our senses and that's really not the right word but um and Yeah, there's been a lot of science around it lately, so I'm glad I tried it. I recommend it for if you want to try something new, and uh, I just wanted to share that experience with you. So here I am now able to enjoy my vacation. I'm not worrying about my son as much. I'm able to let go, and you know, that's all that matters. Like, that's what journey I'm on. That's why I created this podcast is so that I can share these times that I'm able to clear up that trauma and I'm able to move forward and to share that hope with myself and all of you that we don't have to be stuck in our patterns forever. Luckily, we're living at a time where there's so much wonderful research about how to heal from our trauma and it's getting more and more close and accessible to all of us to be able to do this work. So I'm glad I could share this with you. And if you all want to have an experience like that, you know, look up sound healing and um, try it out. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.